Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. He's in the top 1% of advisors worldwide, a million-dollar roundtable, top-of-the-table producer since 2011, and the founder of The Taylor Method. A selfie Taylor is here with Brad Swinehart of White Glove. This is Brad's Be Advised Leading with Value podcast, and you can rest assured listening will be time well spent. Selfie, I'm so excited to have you today dealing with you with through Gamma and LAMP, hearing you speak there, being part of our virtual summit, the accolades go on and on with you, right? NAFA's top four under 40. I'm pretty sure you were the financial advisor for LinkedIn for what, all of 2018. The list goes on and on for how how much you've changed this industry, but also just your, your drive and your passion. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. So you weren't you weren't always sitting in front of a big big stable full of trophies. You know, how did you get into the business? How what is that uh what did that look like for you? Yeah, so uh interesting start. It's funny cuz I was just talking to a, a business coach of mine the other day about it and and I think for many of us, life is pretty scripted, right? You, you go to elementary school and high school and in college, and then and then you enter in the real world, right? And before you graduate college, right, the world is your oyster. You can be anything. You can go anywhere. And then when you graduate, like, nope, choose, right? You got to choose a path, right? And so that was a very nerve-wracking time in my life, right? You know, I, I had big, grandiose desires. I wanted to be super successful. My story, you know, I came in the business at 22. I wanted to be a millionaire by 25. That was my that was my goal. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. I didn't have a, a path outlined for me. You know, my father is a doctor. My mom was a government employee. So there was no entrepreneurial path for me to follow. So I had to figure it out on my own. Right. And, and by chance, I found my way into the financial services business. And immediately I took to it because I realized early on we're paid for our work ethic and our aptitude not our age, our tenure, right? And so I, I did okay my first year and then a little better and a little better and a little better. And, and I've got 20 straight years of growth. One thing I say about this industry is that it, it reveals you, right? All the good things about you will come out and all your character flaws and, and challenges you're yet to overcome will be revealed just the same. And, and I've grown a lot in the last you know, 20 years just as a man and as a business owner and as a, just as a person. I have a lot, obviously, to be be thankful for today, but it, it came uh, it came with a lot of hard work. I love that. You guys can't see him because this is obviously audio, but man, this guy always has a smile on his face. Every time we talk, I say, how are you doing today? He says, it's the best day of my life, right? I love yeah. it. I love the energy. And have you have you always been like that? You know, when you when you said that your first year, you did okay. You know, how do you maintain that that motivation to just get out in there and grind it out because this this industry can be a grind you know and a lot of people don't make it because of that beyond just this idea of grit and and perseverance i think for me it was is i always acted as if i acted as if i was a millionaire i acted as if i was a top producer producer i acted as if 
right? I was, I was, I was the man, if you will, right? Even though I hadn't really, you know, done much, it's like I, I manifested that. In large part, it's like why I say when every day when people ask me how I'm doing, I tell them it's the best day of my life every day because I want to manifest that. So that's that, 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 right? And and so oftentimes, if you think about it, when things are going well in your life, they're going really well, right? Something happens positive in your life, you're like, that's great. I closed that deal, and this is gonna happen, and so forth, and it and it compounds. And the same thing can go on when when negative things happen. Something goes wrong. You're like, oh no, that fell apart. Well, that's probably going to happen. Then my girlfriend's going to leave me and this is going to happen too, right? And and then that all happens too. So I'm just a firm believer of like, whatever you think will happen, will happen. And 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 for me, one thing I've been, I've, I've come to realize is at this point in my life, I'm completely detached from the outcome. I don't control the outcome, right? I don't control anything. The only thing I control is, is my effort. So I'm 100% engaged in the process, right? Let me do. It's like I always tell people, right? My office hours are eyes open, eyes shut, right? So from the moment I wake up to the moment I, I go to bed, I don't want to leave anything left to chance, right? I don't, I don't, I want to leave it all out there, give everything I have every single day. And if I do that, then the results will be what they'll be. I, I can't, I can't, I can't be upset. There's, there's no room for regrets there because there's nothing no, else you could have done, no, right? No, no. No, no regrets at all. Right. And that's one thing I promised myself when I graduated college that I'd never look back in my life and say, what if let's go, like, let's swing away. Right. You know, you, it's not about how many shots you make. It's how many shots you take. Right. So I just I'm just going. I'm putting them up. And, 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 and look, I have good days. I have bad days, just like everybody else. When people say you got that smile on your face and it's today the really the best day of your life. I don't believe you will. Look, I woke up this morning. That was a good start. And and I'm and I'm hopeful that the days this day will be great and tomorrow will be great and so forth. And that's I don't know, that's just what I'm I'm putting up there. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. This is this is the day we have, right? It's either right. gonna be a great day or a bad day. So who wants a, a bad one? You know, and, right. I, and I love that mentality. It just it shows in everything that you do. So we've talked before and you had this theory of quarterback and the wide receiver. And that stuck with me ever since you said that. Yeah. And I, I love it. Can you share yeah. that with us today? Yeah, I, I, I like in anything. And it's not only so the thing about sales, the thing about business is it's business, right? It's like the, 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 the industry that you're in is of little consequence, right? It's all the same. And I, and I like in this journey in being in sales and, 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 and dealing with people to the game of football. And in the game of football, you've got a, court, a quarterback and wide receiver, right? Wide receivers running down the field, right, to catch the ball. Quarterback rears back, throws him the ball. Wide receiver goes up to catch the ball. And what does he see out of the corner of his eye? He sees that defensive player coming. Now that person has a choice, right? He can, he can, he can catch the ball or he can protect himself. Either way, what's going to happen? Either way, he's going to get hit. So this is my challenge to people. If you're going to be in this life, deal with this life, deal with sales and deal with regulatory issues and deal with clients and all the nuances and challenges that come with being in business and being in sales, if, if you're going to deal with all that, then catch the ball. Like make it make it worthwhile. Like so many of us, so many of us don't see this thing through. And, and one of the things I've said here recently in, in my life and I look in my career is that the most successful person is the one who can endure the most pain because success isn't easy. Everyone wants to be successful until they see what it takes. Like, oh, yep, Sophie, I exactly. want to be like this. I want to be like, oh, this is my day. These are things I do. Like, oh, well, then never mind. I don't want to do all that. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so it's the person who can do, endure the most pain. Yes, it's, it stinks to get hit. I get it. I don't like it either. But 
right? You caught the ball, you got the game winning touchdown, then make it worthwhile because you're going to get hit either way. There's something that I've seen here recently that really resonated. I saw this meme and it was like, it was like marriage is hard. Divorce is hard, right? Choose your heart. Yep. Yep. Being, being, being successful, right? Being financially successful is hard. Being broke is hard. Choose your heart. Being in shape and, 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 and taking care of yourself, being healthy is hard. And being obese and, and out of shape is also hard. Choose your heart. So we have a choice. Nothing, nothing, nothing's easy. But if, if, I'm going to, if I'm going to subject myself to heartache and frustration and ridicule, then I want to make it worthwhile. I want to make, make an impact. For me now, money is money, right? Accolades, accolades. The war's behind me. Eh, that doesn't really matter. For me, it's a matter of having a purpose. What's your why? And, and, and really making an impact on the world, right? And if you do that, if you have purpose and you're passionate about what you do, the money will come. The awards will come. Those things will come. And that's really what drives me, drives me today. I, I love all of that. I'm just sitting here soaking it all in. I don't even have anything to say. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know, you, you chose to be a financial advisor. And I think a, a big part of that was passion, drive, like, hey, there's no ceiling here. I can really get into it. But I think what you just touched on too is, is your why, why you're in the business. Let's talk about that for a minute. What motivates you doing what you do now? Because you'd be successful selling anything, right? You'd be successful. We'd, we'd put you anywhere. You would crush it. If you want to ever come over and work at White Glove, you're more than welcome. We're hiring. <laughs> you picked the, the job you're in for a very specific reason. So what is your why? My why when I came into this industry 20 years ago is actually very different today. My why initially was more of a selfish nature, to be honest, right? I, I wanted, I, I liked the idea of, of being in a suit and tie and going to a high rise building and, and, and being in a position of influence in the community, right? That, those were all attractive things to me. Today, it, and it's and it's evolved because it, it's not about like you. Everyone knows the age old adage: nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And what I realize is, if you think about it, in my industry in particular, all the products are the same. Insurance is a commodity. Investments are a commodity. You can buy them from anyone, right? My plans don't cost any more or less than anyone else's. So why do some advisors do better than others, right? In any industry, cars right? Clothing, right? Why do some people do better than others? And what I realize is it really comes down to relationships. It comes down to relationships and authenticity. If you do not know, like, and trust someone, you're not doing business with them. So for me, it's not a matter of, oh, I need to understand these series of products better, or I need to go back and get another designation. Or I need to go get another degree. Obviously, I don't want to take anything away from being an expert and having the, the knowledge, but it really is about the relationships, that, that really matters, right? And, 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 and one thing that I've learned in business is that your income and your net worth is not necessarily a direct correlation to your intelligence. I've met plenty of really, really smart people that make 50 grand a year. And I've met some people that I'm like, wow, this person is something else. Like they don't, <laughs> I wouldn't even trust them to wash my car and they're multimillionaire. For me, it's like, wow, what happens if you can marry true passion and competence with good key relationships. Uh-oh, now, now you're on to something, right? And that's, that's what I'm trying to do in, in my life and, and in my, my career. And so today, it's about impact. Today, it's about changing the world. It's all the money and all the other stuff is like, eh, that will, that will come. 
that's what drives me today. And I think you hit it right on the head there when you're, when you're talking about trust and likability and friendships and relationships, like you said, every, everything is a, a commodity. You could buy it from a robo advisor. You could go online and, and do all your own research. But when you talk to someone that really understands you, I think that's where that real connection happens between a prospect and a client. And that's, that's how you're going to keep people for life. It's not always about what the stock market's doing. It's about, hey, how are the kids doing? Yeah. I think so many advisors miss that. And this goes for everything, right? It's like you want you want relationships that are symbiotic, right? It's not just me, 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 I need, I need, right? So if people thought if their perception was like, oh, well, he's in this for the money or he's in this for the commission, they're not going to feel good about that. And at the same time, I have to feel respected by my clients, right? If I'm not only chasing people down and trying to feel like I'm always pushing them to do something either, it's that, it's that balance, right? You respect the fact that I give of myself, my time and, and to serve you and to help you plan. And then I respect the fact that you entrust me with your, with your livelihood and your money and your planning. And so it's a mutual thing. And I think that's where it's like in anything, right? You, you can't be unequally yoked, right? It, you have to be on the same plane as the people in, in your life, I think, to have a really true, you know, powerful connection and, and, and dynamic. Otherwise, when it's one, two, and it, it's, it's like dating, right? The person who you don't really like all that much, that just fawns all over you and, and just does whatever you see. You don't really like, you don't have respect for that. On, on the flip side, you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be the person like, I call her, I text her. She never calls me back. She never, you know, but, but I'm still going to be here for I'm going to try, right? Like it, that doesn't feel good either, right? You want to have that. I don't believe for one minute you texted a girl and they didn't text you back. So yeah. you must be speaking of <laughs> somebody else there. <laughs> if, if I text a girl, she got to take, I got the Taylor method, right? They got to, they got to respond. But no, I mean, I think in, in life though, the thing, and like this goes to your point, business is business. You must be relentless. Like you cannot stop. You can. And the, the, the thing, the word that comes to mind is, is, you must be obsessed, right? I got, I got a, I got a funny story about that. So I'm right now, I'm like, you've got to be obsessed with, su- with success, right? And I'm driving, I got three daughters, right? My oldest daughter's 13 now, and I've got twins who are 11. And they're talking about, they're doing ballet and, and, and all these things. And they're like, oh, we want to be in the competition team. And I'm like, okay, you got to practice every day. They're like, every day? Oh, or maybe once a week, two weeks. And I'm like, I'm sore. And I'm like, sore? And I'm trying to tell them, right, this, this, this newfound idea that I have, right? Wow, that's the key, right? Obsession with success, right? I'm telling them this and we're driving and I'm like, guys, the true key to life, the true key is to be obsessed with sex. And I meant to say success, but I just said it so fast <laughs> and they just lost it, right? My 13th, they're like, ah, then I'm like, no, 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 like, like <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to live that one down. They're going to be no. telling that. They're going to be telling that story on their, oh, on yeah. their at the wedding, right? Oh yeah, that, that one's coming up for sure. But again, it, I think, it, and I say that I even share this story because you can't take yourself too seriously. You can't. We all make. I'm far from perfect. I tell people, I my one of the first things I say when I do large talks is that I'm the biggest failure you've ever met in your life. I'm not, oh yeah, everything I do always worked out. I came in this industry, always had success. Every client I ever saw, always bought, meeting one, like, uh, <laughs> on the contrary, right? Like I have failed and failed and failed and failed again. But I don't believe in, in winning and losing, right? I believe in winning and learning. So what I can tell you, Brad, that I have mastered, I have mastered the art of failing. I've, I've figured out all the ways <laughs> not to do it. 
all the ways not to do it. I'm like, all right, got all those down. And then I, I tried all those and now I can focus on narrowing it down, works. right? You just, you just try it all till you can narrow it down to what, what's actually working, right? <laughs> a lot, a lot of failure. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about your meeting process. You, you got a new prospect, you know, how do you convey that, that trust? How do you build that friendship? What does a meeting process look like for you in your practice today? Right off the jump, it's like, again, I've been doing this for 20 years. So the good thing for me is virtually all of my business comes from referrals, personal observation, me just meeting people out and about networking or centers of influence, other attorneys, accountants, business managers that, that send me clients. So the good thing about the nature of that is if there's a relationship there, I can get right right, right into it. Right. And the one thing for me is that I always tell people, and I like drawing a lot of analogies to, to dating, but it's like, I want to declare my intention. This is why I'm here. I'm here to identify where you are today. More importantly, figure out what you want to be in the future and then develop an action plan to bridge that gap. I think one of the mistakes that people make a lot in, in sales in particular is they beat around the bush, right? Using a dating analogy, I don't want to be in the friend zone. You know why I'm here. I want to declare my intentions. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to do work with you. Because I think a lot of people will try to meet with people or develop relationships under a false pretense. Hey, Brad, been so long since we got together, right? Let's, let's, let's go to, let's get some coffee. And you're like, yeah, that'd be great. Like Starbucks, two o'clock, no problem. See you there. And then you're at Starbucks. And then I pull out a flip book. Hey, Brad, how are you? My name is Isilfi Taylor. You <laughs> need to see my company. We were founded in 1852. Our no, what? Like, and now you're just, one, that's so disingenuous, right? Like, that's not, what is that? And your friends looking at you like, why are you talking like that? Right? Why do you have a flip chart? Or why are you showing me these, these numbers? Like, what is this? So like, tell people, right? Brad, you've been a great friend of mine in the past, right? Been a while since we got together. I know you got a family. Man, I want to get together with you, man. Show you, make sure that you're good. I want to make sure that you're good. I want to make sure that your family's good, that you're on track to reach all your financial goals. If you say to me, Okay, that sounds good. Then when I get into that meeting, I'm going right into that, right? All right, Brad, tell me about what you're doing now, what your income, what your expenses, what your objectives, yada, yada. I can go right into it. If you go, no, Sophie, I don't want to talk to you about those things. All right, great. Thank you for not wasting my time. Or I can get to the why. Okay, you don't want to, can ask why, what's going on? And, and you can have dialogue, but I, I don't want to waste time. We, we all have the same number of days in a week, same number of hours and the like, right? So I want to make the best use of them as I can. And so I don't want to waste my time or waste anyone else's. That makes perfect sense. Just, just get to it. There's no hard pivot there. You're not trying to schmooze them into something that they're not expecting. And we do the same thing when we're, we're coaching advisors of how to, how to set appointments at a seminar. It's never a, a bait and switch. It's that never works. It's never yeah. blindside them with an appointment right at the end. It's just be upfront and honest and say, Hey, this is, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And, 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 and the discernment, the discernment comes in the beginning. So to be clear, I'm not saying I'm going to meet somebody at a birthday party and be like, Hey, what's your name, Joe? Hey, let's talk about your finances, right? Like there are those instances where you, you need to develop, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you need to develop the relationships. But it's, 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 it's important to be clear with people. So I'm going to pivot to that direct approach once I have that relationship with them. And I feel like, okay, you know, there, there's something here for me, a way for me to help them. You've got you've to navigate those waters. And that's something that, again, people have to, to, to learn on, on their own, you know, based on what they feel about the relationship. But I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm going to be wrong, if I'm going to be wrong, I'm not going to be wrong erring on the side of caution. I'm going to be wrong swinging away. My whole mantra in life 
is to be bold because only something good comes in life from being bold. Only something good. Either you get something you never had or you continue not to have what you didn't have anyway. Either you get something you never had or continue not to have what you didn't have anyway. So what happens if I approach someone and I ask them for a meeting? What happens if I approach someone and ask them if their family's taken care of? What happens if I ask someone if their retirement plans are, are, are going the way they like? The worst thing that can happen is they can say, I'm good or yes. That's the worst thing that can happen. Were they my client before? No. So what did I lose? Nothing. So either they're going to still not be my client or they're going to go, funny that you should ask because I've been thinking about, or I've been worried about, or I've gotten some information on X, Y, Z, and then you go from there. Yeah. And I think that all just stems back to your, your motivation and your drive and your, your just positive attitude. There's a, yeah. there's a good way to look at it. There's a bad way to look at it. You can look at that phone that that thing weighs 300 pounds and I don't want to pick that thing up. Or yeah. you can say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to smile when I dial this next person and I'm going to get through those 99 no's because I know number hundred is a yes. And that's what, yeah. that's what I'm headed for. And I yeah. think that's your, your total mentality. I love it. Yeah. just got to, the more no's you get, the closer you're getting to, to a yes. And the, the piece of advice that I give people is don't get too high in the highs. And don't get too low on the lows. If you crush it, oh man, I close a big deal and keep it moving. Yep, and yep. if a big deal falls apart and keep it moving, right? If you came in my office, you couldn't tell whether I closed the biggest deal of the year or the biggest deal of the year fell apart. Couldn't tell because my, my mindset, my demeanor is going to be the same. I'm just going to keep it, keep it pushing. Don't get too high on the highs. Don't get too low on the lows. I bet all three of your daughters appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they'll, they'll tell you, they'll tell you I get on them pretty good, but I think, I think, I think again, it's all, it's all about, it's all about balance. And again, I want to be fair. I'm not a machine. I'm not a real people like, how do you do all this stuff you do? Cause it's a, it's a choice, right? It's a choice. Success is a choice. First and foremost, I choose to be successful. I choose to overcome. I choose to persist. And you have a choice. You can you can go on or you can sit down. And but for me, why would I sit down? Right? I don't want to look back at my life. I don't want to be 40, 50, 60 years old, 70 years old one day, thinking about all the things I should have done, should have done this, should have done that. Next thing you know, you should have all over yourself. Right? You just <laughs> you just you just want to do it, right? I'm gonna steal that one. I like that one a lot. That's good. <laughs> identifying where you want to be is key. Like what life do you want to live? What, what, what do you want your business to look like? Identifying that first visual. And one of the things that I, that I think is really powerful that I've learned here recently in some coaching programs I'm going through, it isn't just saying it in your own head. It's not just saying like, I want to make this much money. I want to live this life because our brains, when you just say something in your subconscious, your brain knows that it's you. I challenge people to actually verbalize it, verbalize it. Say like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to buy that house. I'm going to buy this car. I'm going to put my kids through college. It's literally saying it. And when you say these things, I'm strong, I'm beautiful, I'm perfect. When you say those things out loud, even though it's you, your brain cannot make the distinction between you saying it or somebody else. So you don't need anybody else to affirm you, right? You can do it yourself. So that's what I'm saying. It starts with a choice. And I even say that in my own head. Okay, this is who I am. This is where I'm, where I'm headed. And I verbalize that. Then my body's going to fall suit. Like, oh, somebody said it. Like, let's go. That's the thing. You got to believe it in yourself. You got to declare it. And then the second key to success is you got to do the work. You got to do the work. So many of us will just talk 
You're going to talk about it. You're going to be about it. You're at home, man. He's selfie, man. I see you. I see you doing your workouts and yoga, man. Like I'm going to be with you, bro. I'm getting in the best shape too. You want to go to the gym with me today? Oh, no, nah, man. I got, you know, I got to watch this Netflix series. I got this. <laughs> oh, selfie. you're a million dollar producer, man. I want to be a million dollar producer. I'm growing my business too, man. Hey, you want to do these seminars with me and call these classes? Oh, after seven? Yeah. And I mean, I usually you know, I just shut it down a little early, you know, and it's like, Okay, right? You say you. I hear you. I hear this. Your your, your gums clicking. But w- w- what are you actually doing? That's the key, right? It's 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 the doer. It's the doer that gets ahead, not the talker. And I think you've done just an an excellent job. And a thing that we say a lot at White Glove is is there's this this idea of captive marketing, and that's to your base, to your prospects, to your clients, to to gain referrals, and it all really stems from having just undeniable credibility that gets people to act. And I think you've established that in your career with all, with all your accolades, but also just your social media and, and your professional presence on LinkedIn. I mean, you're, you're everywhere. And you know, would you attribute that to some of your success? I mean, I, I love the adage, closed mouths don't get fed. You keep your mouth closed, nothing, you're not gonna get fed. You're gonna go hungry. So for me, I want to be present. I want to be out there. Nothing good, nothing good is going to come from you sitting at home on your couch doing nothing. Nothing from nothing gets nothing, right? And so if you want your life to be different, if you want your business to be different, then you must be different. If you do the same things you've always done, you're going to get what you've always had, right? So you have to do something different, right? So anytime in my life, I'm like, okay, I've hit this plateau that I'm not like, okay, I, I can't keep doing the same thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the same place. That's why I'm always looking to grow. I'm always looking to get better, right? In life, you're getting better or you're getting worse. There's no staying the same. I'm not going to stay the same. I'm going to stay here. I'm, I'm, you're right. So I want to always look to grow and, and be better. I would challenge people to also find mentors, find people that are living the life and doing the things and, and, and that you want to live. I have no problem copying successful people, right? Like I don't want to be the most successful guy in the room. If I'm the most successful guy in the room, how can I grow? How can I change? Who can I emulate? I want to be around billionaires, right? I want to be around people that are running, you know, huge companies and making huge impacts in the world because that's how I learn. That's how I can be challenged. That's how I can be inspired. That's it. Like always look to grow. And and, and it's even my exuberance and my passion and everything. It's like, I literally, Brad, I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm Benjamin Button, like I'm reverse agent. People <laughs> like, man, like, man, you're, you're looking, you look younger and you're looking good, whatever. And it's my spirit. My spirit's 25, right? You know, I'm, 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 I'm 30, 13 now, right? But I feel better and, and look better and, 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 and just more invigorated than at any point in, 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 in my life. You can do the math on that 30, 13. That'll sink in later. But, um, <laughs> but this, is, this is where, this is it. And to your point earlier, does, I don't care what company you work for. I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care what you're doing. These are, these are principles that reign true for everyone. I love it. And there, there's just obviously so much passion. There's so much motivation here and it's led to such success that you've seen and, you know, just in your, in your personal life and your business. And, and, you know, thank you very much for being on today. I'm just gonna ask you one final question. Yep. If you could give a new advisor out there a tip on he's sitting in front of a new prospect Maybe he's built that trust. They're having that conversation. One solid tip that you've used in your career of how to, how to move that person to act, how to really close. What is your process or what would you recommend? 
I think the most effective way that you really connect with people and, and, and to get them to move forward or do business is to remove your personal bias from the equation in that it took me 15 years of my career to realize it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what I want. It doesn't matter what I would do. It's not my life. It's not my money. I just need to be in tune with what other people want and where they, what they want to accomplish. Right. And so for me, if I start my meeting with, Hey, appreciate you meeting me today. What was it that you hoped we'd accomplish today? Or what keeps you up at night? Or where would you like to be five, 10, 20 years from now? When they give me those answers and then I give them problems, the solutions rather to solve those problems, then I, I win. So I don't sell products. I have no products to sell you. I want to solve your problem. So when you go away from being a, a product seller to a problem solver, then you're there. If you can't say, this is what I'm going to do. If the only tool belt in your, in your hammer, if your only tool rather in your tool belt is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. So you want to say, I'm not coming here to sell you this. I'm here to find out what the problem is. Now, when I find out, okay, the problem is this hole in the wall. Oh, I have a hammer and a nail and a patcher to fix that. Then they want the hammer. But if you lead with just the solution, right? And without context, people are typically less inclined to move. So what, what do you want? Where are the deficiencies? Oh, I can help you with that, with these series of things. Then the business will come. Thank you so much for being on today. This was absolutely awesome. I'm just going to go sit back and listen to this again every morning. Maybe I'll throw it on uh, the radio and just and just crank it up so I can get all motivated. And, and yeah. I probably need to start doing more yoga. I'm more yeah. of a <laughs> yeah. I'm more of a yeah. meathead, but I always see you out there doing that yoga. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, move, move move your body. Do something every day. Just look to get better every day, every way. Mind, body, money, all of it. So I pre- I appreciate you for having me on today. All right, choose your heart, what's your why, change the world, and be obsessed with success. Notice I said that very carefully. Yeah, very success. <laughs> Great inspiration and conversation, guys. Brad Swinehart of White Glove and his selfie tailor of the Taylor Method. To know when more of Brad's Be Advised Leading with Value podcasts are available, subscribe to this podcast with the subscribe button on this page. To share with friends and colleagues, use the share button. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Mike Love. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Taylor Insurance and Financial Services is located at 1199 East Walnut Street, Pasadena, California, 91106, and can be reached by phone at 626-356-7637. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Sage Point Financial Incorporated, SPF, member FINRA, SIPIC. SPF is separately owned, and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of SPF. SPF does not provide tax or legal advice.